almost blurs. It's your girl Dove Cat. I'm your girl Dove Cat. Dove Cat almost blurs. So it's your boy JB. JB almost blurs. And this is almost blurs. Y'all. I'm just going to go say that making adult decisions is hard. It's hard. That's the only thing that's come to mind because I just got another job. I started on Monday. And this whole two weeks I've been sitting back like, oh, my God, is this the right decision? Is this the right decision? (laughs) And I'm gonna just stand in my decision. I'm standing in well, it. But, yeah, at this point, I mean, the, the president of the company still wants to meet with me tomorrow. Tomorrow's my last day. Make you stay? I don't know. He's just like, I want us to have an unfiltered conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, sure we want an unfiltered conversation. I know that I wouldn't want an unfiltered conversation with you. Right. But that's where we're at. So making adult de- decisions are hard. Um, so, and that's, that's my, it's not advice. I'm just saying it because y'all going to agree with it. Welcome to another episode of Almost Birds. I am JB. You sure? Well, I was doing a dramatic pause, but oh, that was okay. <laughs> Thanks for ruining all of that for me. You know, rude okay. person over here. Nope, you can have it. You can have it. Introduce yourself. This dove cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it was a dramatic pause. My bad. I just thought you were confused. Killed my whole vibe. Killed my whole vibe. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. My bad. It is okay. How are you? Um, let's see. I am. I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. School is winding down for me and my son. So that is only a positive. Um, but we have got my baby and everything. He is very active, which is what we want. And what he needs is the requirement at this point. Um, so baseball has started up. We're smack dab in the middle of baseball between two games a week in practice. And we've introduced some conditioning and training, you know, to kind of fine tune some of his skills. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not just saying it's because he's my baby, but I think my baby could be pretty good at baseball. I'm not even... Like hyping him up. I mean, I'm hyping him up because that's my baby, but I'm not hyping him up because I'm like, I legit think he's talented. So, I mean, other than that, and work. Oh, I mean, since we're talking about new jobs and stuff, I have been proactive mm. in looking into different positions within my company mm-hmm. and not waiting for my manager who's sweet but doesn't really. She's a sweet woman. The, That's all I'm saying. The say. only person you will always be able to fight harder for yourself than anybody else. Do it. Do it. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Waiting for her. The last couple of years, I've kind of been waiting for her because she really is kind of like the one that kind of controls, you know, like literally how far I can go, approves promotions and all the other good stuff. And I kind of feel like I've been 
I don't know. Like she's waiting for me to say certain things for her to make some moves. And I'm not really used to that. Like the manager I had before that was just like, boom, I know you're interested in this. This is what I've done for you. Yada, yada, yada. She has not done that. So it's just kind of like, okay, so I'm kind of making some moves on my own. And I think she's kind of feeling some type of way about it. But um, I don't know. I've moved, I'm moving on my own and kind of moving and I'm able, I've been able to kind of see a little bit um, of some movement and where I'm trying to go. And okay. um, it's going to follow that. She, I think she's going to be a little perturbed, but that's fine. She'll be all right. She will be fine. She'll, no choice. No choice. So well, other than that, I mean, that's really good. That's easy. That's easy. That's easy. I'm, I'm good. I'm all right, too. I'm just over here trying to adjust to this transition. And then Maybe this weekend we're going to Alabama. I they are. We're going uh, for graduation and... um. I want crystals, crystals, burgers, oh, trash. Infamous place. No, there's not. They're like in Atlanta. There's some in South Carolina and stuff like that. It's like a southern, southern version of White Castle. But it's so good to me. Out of my diet. Mm. Um, so. A good burger sounds real, real good. I really want to try crystals, but oh, not when it's light out and you haven't been drinking. Oh, so like crystals is like like a Waffle House type of situation. That's the only time that you go, really. Yeah, I mean, cause they open all the time, but the ones you get at like two in the morning. Uh huh. They taste. Have so you been drinking? It's like going to cookout. It's like going to cookout. There was nothing when I was clubbing, right? When me and Sassy were clubbing together at the bounce, and I met her, she was dancing on a speaker. There was a cookout. <laughs> Wait, that, <laughs> it was the fact that you had your finger out on the speaker. <laughs> on the speaker, okay. I remember it vividly in my head, and literally across the parking lot from the club was a cookout. Well, not across the street, further down and down the street. That's not the point. Point of the matter is, it's close, right? There was and nothing, open. And open. There was nothing like waiting in line for 45 minutes, talking, laughing with your friends as the line getting is Getting a cookout moving. tray. Getting a cookout tray. I would get a cookout tray with double fries. Theo snuck up in here with double fries, a sweet tea, put some Cajun seasoning. See, that was before my blood pressure was out of control. Put some Cajun <laughs> seasoning on the fries, and I would tear that burger up and go to bed. Man, mine, mine was I would get the um the chicken sandwich with pickles and mayo and lettuce, fries and nuggets with barbecue sauce because they barbecue sauce is some of the best barbecue sauce out there. There's and Bojangles is honey mustard. It's just, mm. those are life changing. But, and then for my drink, I would either get a cheer wine or mm. I would get um, a Snickers milkshake. So, oh, if y'all are not familiar with the South, I think they got some in South Carolina now. But Cookout is like literally like a burger joint. I think we're getting one in Texas. Oh, bless y'all. But, anyways, it's like a. Ain't about to get a Bojangles. Oh. 
Which one would you prefer? Bo. Uh, me too. Because I, I, I want a um I want a Bowberry biscuit with extra icing. Oh, and some cinnamon twists with extra icing. All oh, of the good. icing. Just give me the icing. Anyway, continue with yours. Yes. So if anybody's not familiar with a cookout, cookout is like a burger joint, and it stays open to the wee hours of the morning every night. So Monday through Thursday, I think they close at like 2. Friday through Saturday, I think maybe even Sunday, they close at like 4 or 5 in the morning. And baby, let me tell you something. When you drunk and you been dancing and having the time of your life, ain't nothing like a cookout burger to hit right before you go to bed. But see, that's when I was young. Can't do that now. But also, to go back to what you said, you're going to Alabama. I was watching a Netflix. I started a Netflix documentary today while I was folding some clothes on my lunch break. And it's called Descendant. And it's basically talking about the descendants of the slave ship Clotilda, I think that's what it's called, Clotilda, that crashed off the coast of Alabama. And um, they, anyways, they, this the ship wasn't supposed to, by this time it was outlawed that they couldn't bring any more slaves. Anyways, story has it, there was this guy who was like, I bet I could get some slaves from Africa. And he did, and he brought them in. And what happens is, is that once the slaves got to Alabama, they crashed the ship and burned it and it sunk, right? And those people, those slaves, like 32 of them were in Alabama. They were enslaved and then released a little while later. And then this follows their family tree, like the descendants of these, um, of these enslaved folks which has been really interesting. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up because you were talking about Alabama and this is in Alabama. And the fact that, that they know, like these people, they know that they can trace it back. Their ancestors, they can trace them back that far. Um, and it's, and it's really, it's also, there's a book by Zora Neale Hurston called Barracoon where she, this is, she talks to the, one of the last descendants um, of that slave ship. And she talks, and it's his story in this book. Um, but that didn't get released until 2018 when it was supposed to be released in 1930. But anyways, that's not about comic book stuff, and it's getting late, but I thought that was interesting because you're going to Alabama, and I made the connection. No, when you said when it should have been published, I almost choked. Like, what? But it didn't publish that's until 2019? That's crazy. Right, and I don't know why. Maybe they'll say why. Maybe I can just look it up. But um, I don't know. I need to look up when Zora Neale Hurston died. It might have been around when she died. And um, but she wrote it, and um, she was the one that there's footage. The only reason why they have footage of him, his name is um. Oh, she died in 1960. Then why didn't it come out in 1930? Anyways, um. His name was Cujo, Cujo Lewis, and the book is about him, Barracoon. I don't know why it didn't release until 2018, but um, you can read it, and she's the reason why we have footage of him, because she filmed it. She's known as the first black filmmaker because of the footage that she got of him. So, very interesting. I'm almost, I'm like maybe halfway through the documentary. I'm probably going to get the book and read it. And um, she's written it 
how he speaks. So literally Southern folks in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. He wrote it exactly how he said it. So I want to get into that. Well, keep us posted. I will. We'll probably end up watching it. We watch Netflix documentaries all the time. But okay, so I'm gonna just say that's your uh, that was your icebreaker. <laughs> it wasn't. I had another one, but no. Go ahead. Let's continue. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, what do your other one? Okay, my other one is real quick. There's this guy on TikTok that has created a song. Um, and it's really I don't even know if it's a full song, but he goes, "You're a coon. You're a coon." You're a coon. Can't forget about that nigga Kanye. You're a coon. And he's like, he keeps saying it. He's, it's like repetitive. I don't know if it's going to be a full leak song. I think it is. But that part right there is very catchy. So, of course, that part is what he puts on TikTok. And what makes it mm -hmm. funny is that he's saying, he's saying you're a coon. And on the screen, on the screen, it's like certain things that would make you a coon. Like the most recent one I saw was that if you are scolding or fussing at people because they are happy that the lady that was responsible for Emmett Till's murder is dead. You're a coon. Like stuff like that. Um, so that was, that's my icebreaker, y'all. I have talked a lot. Mine was just, so my algorithm on TikTok is off all over again. And now I just get a lot of stand-up. I don't know what's going on. All I get is stand-up government and RuPaul's Drag Race. And I don't even watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know how it got in there. It just seeped into my feed. So it's just like, I just, I give up. Your phone. Your I phone knows. But there's this white comedian who is like, he has really full lips. You've seen clips of him. I may have even sent you one and you even sent me one. I don't know. Is he young? Yeah, he's young. I think I know what you're talking about. He's yeah, a he, he's, yeah, he's had like multiple times, well, um, parts where he was talking about why he he loves black people and stuff like that. Okay, I know what you're talking about. But I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but he's like restoring my faith in white people comedy. Because he's actually funny to me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's good. Like without having to say like stuff. I just feel like I haven't been laughing as much. As white comedy as I generally would on TV and movies and stuff like that. So maybe there's hope. There's hope for them yet to have <laughs> a good comedian. Okay. I, I, I don't like Adam Sandler. Uh, Will Ferrell's not funny anymore. Like maybe like Jimmy Fallon here and there, but I'm like, it's just the comic numbers is a little too low for me right now mm. and while i love like horror movies i would i, I want to get good comedy every now and then it's been a while since anyway. i've seen a really good comedy yes like i don't know what I think doing. Really I don't good but okay let's go ahead and get into our blurdy news i will start with dc um so they are saying that the new Superman movie will not be, excuse me, y'all. Okay. Would not be affected by the writer's strike, which means that it shouldn't 
um, production and everything is probably still on schedule. My guess is that James Gunn has said that he was uh, writing the whole thing himself anyway. So and it looks like Tyler Perry. And yeah, and he um apparently turned in his first draft of everything a couple of days before the the writers um guild went on strike. So I think he's gonna be good, but that I don't know what that means for all this other stuff or all the Marvel content that's coming up. Is that gonna be impacted by this? Does this mean we're gonna have to wait even longer for some of the things that we've been waiting for already? So, because I think the stuff that we've been waiting for is complete. The only thing that I can think of that might have an issue is um, it was Agatha all along, if they're not finished. So That show has been struggling to get done. Yeah. That show is like Blade. Lord. Lord. I ain't seen Mahershala lately. Right. He's gonna come but, out. But. Yeah, but this writer strike is going to I mean, even if it doesn't impact Superman Legacy, that's going to definitely impact all the other stuff that was planned after that. Because <laughs> I can't imagine they've even gotten close to doing any of the other stuff. It's going to push it back for real if they don't pay these people. Pay them people. Mm-hmm. Pay them people. I watched a video on TikTok with this girl like teaching you why whatever is happening is an issue. And I was like, oh, this is a big difference in pay. <laughs> I would be mad too. Y'all want to get this together. Mm-hmm. Why are they never doing these writers right? Like, how many strikes do these people have to do for y'all to get it together? Right. I feel like they y'all just were the one. reason that we lost Heroes. We lost Heroes as a TV show because the writer strike happened. Mm. I don't get it. I don't. I feel like they just had one. And it was like resolved very quickly. And I'm just like, but they said that it's they're trying to get the streaming platforms to pay them more as well. I don't know. I, I, let me tell you something. I'll pay them people. And see, the thing is, is that this time, right? This is like after COVID, people still trying to get back in the red. Capitalism is still capitalism. Pay them people <laughs> so you don't have an interruption. My dog is too high. It's, mine is too. You should see him around this house now. But because the flash is starting to get closer and closer, it is popping up in news a lot more. And as I expected, Someone's going to be interviewed by someone. And if they interview anyone who's a part of this on um, the Flash movie, they will definitely bring up Ezra Miller. They would be re- and, they got to. Yeah. So Michael Shannon, he was interviewed by Vanity Fair. And uh, he was asked about the drama surrounding DC and things like that. And he said... But I hear there's some, I've got to admit, I'm not looking at the trades every morning, keeping my fingers on the pulse of things, but I know there's some been some issues. It seems like they're ready to let it out. And then 
He said, if you're talking about Ezra Miller, I thought Ezra was lovely. Very kind to me when I was there. It's difficult to talk about, but I always give people a lot of slack in this business because there's a lot of people in the business that have issues. And some people have more privacy than others. So I'm I'm guessing this is going to be how they're going to approach all of these conversations about Ezra. Just, you know, my interactions with, with them have been great, but... I don't want to like, but if something happened or da 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 da, da I, I just I want somebody to just say, I don't agree with nothing he did. You know, I just stand in the fact that he, well, they did terrible things, and they need to be acknowledged. I'm gonna say this about um about him and how that complexion is his protection because. He he probably was nice to the people that he worked with as well. And if all these allegations are true, they will probably say the same thing about him as well. Does not mean that he didn't do some heinous shit. It, that doesn't that does, that's not what that means. So it's just like people can say whatever they want to say about Ezra, say whatever they want to about them, but I tell you what. He could have still, Lord, they could have been a nice person to you, lovely to work with on set, and still be a wackadoo and stealing from people, assaulting people, and kidnapping children. They say this like it is not uncommon for someone to do terrible things and still lead a life that is complete opposite of that. Like right. most serial killers get away with it. They live in plain sight. They're out here with everybody else doing what they're doing and also doing all that craziness over here all the time. All the time. There was this movie that I watched. Frozen Earth. Frozen Earth. I gotta look it up. Anyways, I bring that up to say this, that this man that this movie is about had a whole family, right? A whole family with daughters and a wife. And he was mm. still killing young girls and burying them in the forest in Alaska. And, and he told them about 25 girls. It's about 30 plus girls out there that he will not confirm or deny if he did anything to. So it's just like wow. this man had a whole life, a family, a wife and children, daughters. And his crazy ass was able to compartmentalize that part and still be a killer. So people do it all the time. If y'all want to see that movie, it's pretty creepy. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Frozen Ground. That's the name of it. Frozen Ground. Yeah, I definitely put in Frozen Earth and movie and, and Planet Earth and Frozen Planet came up. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not it. It's nothing like what she's talking about at all. But I, I know that there are going to be a lot more of these interviews coming up. Yeah, and even I'm interested to know. Nobody's gonna come out and say 
he was so kind to me, but if these alleged allegations are true, he's this, they are this, 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 and this. I don't know if anybody's going to come right out and say that. I, I just, I just don't know if anybody's going to come out and say it. And if they do ask, right. by this point, I think everybody that's going on a press tour has had the media coaching and training, and they know how they're going to answer the question or spin the answer if they are asked. They are going to mm-hmm. say it in a way that kind of, they kind of acknowledge it, but not really in a way to move it forward. Yep. yep. They're going to play. They're going to straddle that line. Yeah. And just give enough, but not so not so much that it's problematic, but not so little that it looks like you're just avoiding the question. But right. It's just, I, w- I really would love for somebody to just say, call them out on their stuff, even if you had a good experience on set. But they're not. And I think they're not. Everything, if y'all don't know this about me, everything goes back to white supremacy. Um, he, they're not. <laughs> right. They're not. Well, while we're in D.C., let's talk about Margot Robbie. We know her as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. But seems like we might later know her as Sue Storm because there are reports saying that she was offered the role of Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. What are your thoughts on this casting? I really, I, I'm gonna say this, right? I am not, I am aware of the Fantastic Four. I'm aware. I am not a stickler for casting in this particular movie. Um, I don't even know the people that I would like to play Sue Storm and Reed Richards. We're not going to get. Well, not at least one of them. We're not going to get. Um, John Krasinski and his wife Emily. Uh, I don't think we're going to get both of them. We might get John. That's been rumored. I don't. I don't. Care as long as that Sue Storm is better than Jessica, I'm not Latina Alba. Then, really, that's I'm all upset. I wish I had an applause because I was gonna hit it, so I just do this. That's all, but yeah, but that, <laughs> I don't really have so if they want Margot Robbie to do it. Cool, I think that maybe she might be a little this is not say maybe a little older than what they wanted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know I don't well I don't know where the, the fantastic for like I don't know where they're at like where like where they're at in their lives are the children there what's like what I, I would have wished I wanted them to just get a fresh face mm. I feel like there's ca- the fan castings but then I'm like if you can't get the one that the fans want then get somebody that you can make the fans want mm-hmm. I'm just like Cause she, I hate seeing the same people being used all the time. That's true. They got to to me. This is just me. Um, they have to have. Honestly, I think one of at least one of the main players has to be somebody that's mainstream enough that we know who he is or her to to make us want to come and watch, right? And not to say that they couldn't do a trailer that blew like blew my socks off and I'm going to go see these people that I don't know. 
But there is something to be said about people going to the box office to see people that they know and they love. And, that, and that's that's all I'm, you know, that's all I'm saying. I would love for them to do fresh faces. Love it. Please give us some fresh faces. But I also, with the Fantastic War being something that people have really wanted for a really long time, is back in the graces of Marvel. I think they really want to kind of do it up. And I think they're going to pick at least Reed Richards or even Sue Storm has to be somebody that we that's already famous for movies and not maybe somebody yeah. famous for TV or. All I'm going to say is there were plenty of other people that could have been chosen outside of Margot Robbie. Do I think mm. that she's not going to be good? I mean, she's a good actress. But I just give us somebody else. Like, uh, how do how is it? We can't even lean on the fact that we think she's gonna do amazing, right? We love her as Harley because she can embody Harley, but I don't know if she can embody everybody else. Give me somebody <laughs> I can I can learn. I don't know, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, she can act. So it's not like she but can't act. Like it ain't like she's just, just seeing her. Right. It's not like she's just pretty, Anna the Arms. And that's what we know her for. Right? But Margot's pretty and she can act. Like, I saw her little snippets of being Tanya Harden. Okay. I saw her in the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to just say she ain't no Scarlett Johansson because Scarlett Johansson can be Asian. That is an Asian woman. Okay? (laughs) This is, I could be, I could do any role. Any role. Okay. I can do any role. Asian American. As long as she don't pop up playing Aretha Franklin in another biopic. My girl. But she could play that. She feel like she should be able to play that. But you know, like I said, I don't know. People were upset about the, even the casting of Adam Driver. If that's, you know, who they want. I mean, I can see it. He got the tall, lanky thing down. I don't, I don't. The only thing, this is the only thing that's weird to me. Not weird to me. The only thing, yo, is that. And I know genetics are a weird thing. I just thought for sure that one of the the the, the Reed Sue the kids. I thought somebody was going to be racially ambiguous to make it make sense for Kang. But like I said, genetics down the line, anybody could been humping, so it really don't matter. But um, I don't know. But like I said, I don't I don't have a I don't have a dog in this fight. Nor a monkey for the circus. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting for good old fashioned comic book storytelling and a Marvel film, and I'm just ready for that. Well, that seems like we're gonna get that this weekend. So, with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, y'all, she forgot. She forgot. Mm, let's have a moment of silence. You know what's wild is I asked my husband earlier this week, do you want to go see the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what he told me, right? I wasn't even putting two and two together that it was coming out this weekend. I haven't bought tickets the first. So I guess me and my baby just going to have to get in where we fit in. And I got to see yeah, it on I mean, because or I can't. I, just, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, they're going to see it Thursday night. Or Friday. Mm. So we're going to talk about it 
on the next podcast is what you're saying. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so I gotta watch. You know, I'm, I'm I'll be blowing up your phone already as it is. You do, you do. But I love it. See, what JB gonna be telling y'all is that I respond every single time. <laughs> JB does not. Y'all, I just want to go on record and say what I'm about to say about Dovecat ain't got nothing to do with what she just said. So I'm kind of pivoting it, but she be sending me updates about the movie while she watching it. And I'm like, girl, if you don't watch this movie... <laughs> I gotta hit you. I gotta hit you with I'm this like, stuff. I be getting live tweets during the movie. Because I sometimes I just be shocked. <laughs> like y'all what's funny is that I took my baby to go see Loud Loud Crocodile right and for the life of me it bothered me so bad that Constance Wu was this baby's mama and that baby was white it was a white baby well, no, he, he <laughs> I said he better be adopted or his real mama better be dead it was the latter she was dead Ooh. oh okay this, this is a lot deeper than I thought this was going to be but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had a legend. I was like, oh, she died. I had to come back because they showed a wedding scene and he was dancing with her at the wedding. So. <laughs> Y'all, I don't even know who this is. Who, Lala Crocodile? Mm-hmm. With Shawn Mendes? I sent you that. La, 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 la. That oh. was all over. That okay. Was I didn't know that's what that was. That's what that means. Long, 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 long. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. But that's about it for DC, I think. Um, Star Wars. There really wasn't a lot. Um, something that I can't say that I was expecting to see. Uh, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. apparently has fans lusting after her. D- yeah. I can see it though. I can see it. I can what see is it? They- the Bob? Is it how it don't move? Is that how it is? is that what it is? <laughs> that, she's, um, that she's she's fierce and mm-hmm. she's attractive and she's kind of fit. Hmm. So I can see it. The moderately attractive. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not even going to say what I want to say because it's very, I'm not going to do that because I don't know who listens, but she's moderately attractive. I think, you know, she ain't funny looking. This is what she said. She said, I don't know, 70% um, are super, super, super excited about Bo-Katan. You got like 10% like I hated the whole thing. You got 5% that just hate Bo. Then you have 2% that want me to sit on their face. Girl, she said, my husband gets mad at me because I would go on social media and I'd be like, everybody fucking hates me. Everybody hates me. They're talking about how stupid this is. This person says, I don't know anything. This person says that watching me is like watching paint dry. This person says that Katie Sackoff can't act her way out of a paper bag. And he's like, how many people said that? How many people? I'm like, all of them. And then she says, um, 
I'm trying to give him the whole scope of what we're dealing with. These are the numbers. This is what we're dealing with. I broke it down. He was like, all right, that's true. So ultimately, that quote came in and it's just talking about all the feedback that you get as an actress playing mm-hmm. an important role for very serious fans and just how the vast majority of them hate you. But then you have the ones that want you to sit on the face. So I think mm-hmm. it's crazy. I. I, th- I saw that little clip that was circulating around TikTok and I chuckled a little bit, but I was just like, these Star Wars bros are wild. Right. They probably stink. So does it matter? I, I feel like there isn't a properly. I feel like it's almost like they stink. Mm-hmm. Like, they stink yeah. and kind of talk like that guy who used to breathe heavy on the neck of Helga and Hey Arnold. Broke myself out, right? But no, I mean, it has to be. You know what's crazy is that as much as I would love for this podcast to kind of blow up, Mm -hmm. I I know for a fact that if we were to blow up, that I would shut down the comment section on everything that I post. want the opinions of other people that I don't know because I'll just be like yo mama with your funny looking <laughs> like I just I can't I cannot so I, I just I don't people actors and stuff like I don't know how they do it like I really don't like I don't understand mm-hmm. like Pedro Pascal I bet you he gets all of it but like I bet what he gets the oh. worst of are probably mm-hmm. the thirsty ones and I just be like Ooh, y'all are disgusting. Oh yeah, he. I just. I'm sure I can't even count the number of news this man might have in his DMs right now. Right. And it's but just he like, over here enjoying it. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's it's like you got to, you got to um have a tough skin. My 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 skin is thin. <laughs> I can deal with some things. I, so I don't. Um, I can't deal with others. So I don't know. I couldn't do but, it. But I think that's why a lot of them either disconnect or have to go to therapists to learn ways to not be so obsessed with what people are saying. Because some people can't help it. Like Cardi B for a while was that person that you can tell she felt like she had to respond to everybody. And I think, I think, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that she, and I don't know if it was like a conscious thing, but almost like she just wanted people. I'm still real. I still be, I still, you know, mm-hmm. gonna say whatever I want to say. She, I mean, but she, I think her celebrity got to a point where she couldn't do that no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, she clapped back sometimes. It's vicious. Yeah. But, um, you can tell she's cut back a lot though, because she used to be real active. I think yeah. the kids probably helped with that too, because she got, yeah, to, she, she got actually be in the kitchen, like cooking and stuff. Anybody got time to be clapping back when you got two kids under five? Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of Cardi B, her Met Gala look, the black one, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Her, Kiki Palmer, Yara. Yes, yes. Yara was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's Hallie. like every time I see her, it's like seeing, I feel like, oh man, she's turned into a woman. Like, I feel like I watched her in high school grow up, Yara. Yes. So, and then the, the youngest daughter, I mean, what's her name? I'm blackish. 
the twin. Oh, Marseille? Oh, my God. Yes. I just be like, oh, my God, girl, I was not ready to see you grow up. But they have to. They have to. They got to grow up. But anyway, one other thing from Star Wars was, uh, I guess I felt like maybe you know, because I didn't even remember this person. Okay. Um, For Andor season two, another character from Rogue One is coming back. And that character is Moroff. 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 Um, he was a part of the Saw Guerrero militia group. He looks mm-hmm. like Cousin It, but with white hair and a mouth. It's like if Cousin It and Bane became one person. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of that oh, weird thing on the mouth. Oh my God, I didn't know he was that big. I forgot. Now I need to look. Hold on. That ain't what I thought. Everybody died. I can't. I still can't get over that. (laughs) (laughs) Every single person that we were attached to died. Okay. I see his Lego, but I don't. I don't remember him in the movie. No, no. Yeah, I don't remember him either. But excuse me. But he's coming back. Okay. In case you were you were interested. Good for him. Um, <laughs> not good for him. But all right, now to Marvel. First thing is about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It has set a record. Um Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has a runtime of drumroll. <laughs> Two hours and 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. making it the longest ever Hollywood studio animated movie. And my question for you is, well, I have two questions. One, is that too long for children? Mm. Since it's a cartoon thing. And two, do you think that the length of this is going to hurt the performance of the movie? No. I for little is we know that it's being marketed to children. I think that I'll say this. My son was fairly young when the first one came out. I think he was like five, four or five, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. Um anyways, he sat through that entire movie. That entire film, and he was a lot younger. Um, I know, I think it's like another hour and some change. I think now that he's eight, I think he'll be able to sit through it. I think it won't be a mm. problem for older little kids. Mm. But I'll yeah, say it looks this, like the first people, one was just shy of two hours long. Yeah, he will. Um, I think he'll be, I think older kids will be fine. Um, but little kids, like little, little kids, three and four year olds, I don't think that's the way y'all want to do. I don't think that's what you should do. Right. As soon as I saw saw the time, I was like, Ooh, man, that's going to be 
It's going to be hard for some kids, but. <laughs> Y'all, it's late. Ooh, so, don't do that. Yeah, we've been working and adulting. So this other thing, Denzel Washington was apparently actually offered a role in Marvel. Really? It says, according to industry scooper Grace Randolph, Denzel Washington turned down Marvel Studios' offer to play the supervillain in the 2025 Fantastic Four reboot. So he was going to be the villain. Says Washington supposedly declined the opportunity to play the iconic villain Galactus in the Matt Chakram directed film. A, re- a separate rumor from Scooper, My Time to Shine, claimed that Mario Studios is in talks with Antonio Benedis to bring the world devour to the big screen. So not only were they trying to bring him in, they were trying to make him a massive villain as well. You know what? Declined. This is what I think. I think that this goes back to what Oscar Isaac said about the golden handcuffs. And I think that, and it's two parts, I think, for me, right? Denzel Washington is, is from an era like where when you were acting, you either did TV or you either did movies, right? Mm-hmm. He is strictly a movie type of guy. You haven't seen him on TV and you won't see him on TV. He might direct some episodes, which I think he did on Grey's Anatomy, but he's not going to be on TV, right? With that being said, he is a movie guy, but I also think that he probably declined because they probably wanted to kind of probably like attach him to multiple films and he may not have been interested in that. I mean, he Denzel is of a particular age. He doesn't even work like that anymore. He he truly does stuff that he really wants to do. I mean... And honestly, he might think that he's above comic book films. I don't. Th- I think he would have been a great Galactus because I think that you know mm-hmm. Denzel is a, a decent actor. He probably would have been an amazing um, Galactus, probably almost like Jonathan Majors Kang. I think it probably would have been right up there. But, but I'm gonna but, say this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this. We know Denzel Washington ain't nobody but Denzel Washington and whatever he's in. Well, I wouldn't have mind seeing um, except for Malcolm X. That was the one time in his whole career I felt like I was looking at somebody who wasn't Denzel Washington. So, with it being Galactus, they would have had to like give us more. I'm gonna need more. But then on top of that, he may not even like comics. Mm -hmm. That may not even be his thing. I don't know. Like, I feel like Denzel Washington has earned the right to turn down whatever he wants to turn down. And I think it was probably a combination of all types of things. I think it was a combination of Marvel probably wanting to lock him in for more than one film. He may not have been interested. I think it probably has something to do with the fact that he's never done a comic book thing. Maybe not interested. Doesn't want to look into all of that. And also, I just think he's a man of a particular age and only really want to work when he wants to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he has every right to do that because he don't really need this. Anything Mm -hmm. he's doing at this point is a gift to us. So. Now, who you need to be looking at is Juan Carlos Esposito. That man be working. He is on everything. And he's aged and pretty everything. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to know? You know, I like to throw in a random good tra- uh, transition. You do. Do you want to know what has also aged really well? What? Iron Man. Because it just celebrated its 15-year anniversary 
And I remember going back and rewatching that when we first started going through the beginning. It yep. still held up really it well. Did. It did. Damn. The um, biggest thing that was different then was his hair because he was definitely giving boy band hair back in the first Iron Man. But after that, they yeah. got it together. Oh, man. 15 years. 15 years. They really couldn't have found a better Tony Stark. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I couldn't have seen it being nobody and, else. And do you think that they knew that Iron Man would become the movie that it was? No. I don't think I don't so think either. So. I think they hoped. I think it was the risk. It was like, this is yeah, our like- biggest risk that we can do. It. Have you seen Air yet? But, um, no. With Ben Affleck and him. So it kind of makes me feel like they, this was their um, time where, like, in Air, it was basically Nike's last-ditch effort to make an impact in basketball shoes because they weren't. They like they the deal with Michael Jordan determined whether or not they would they were going to keep that up anymore. That's how bad they were doing at that time. Everybody was wearing Converse's, everybody mm-hmm. was wearing Adidas, nobody was wearing Nike's basketball shoes. You know what's and crazy? I think that Marvel thought Iron Man is that like this is last ditch effort. We're going to give it all we got, and if it doesn't work, then let's just start profiting by selling off these entities to other people. Two things, right? I want to go back to what you said about air. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to watch it, right? And I've heard people have been criticizing it on TikTok about these white people are coming in here and doing the story of Michael Jordan and he's not even in the film. And I was just like, well, dumbass, if you would have watched the film, then you would have known that the film, is yes, is about Michael Jordan, but more so, it's not really about Michael. More so the, the people around him. Mm-hmm. The people around him. And the shoe and how the Air Jordan kind of revitalized Nike. Baby, when I tell you that Michael Jordan, <laughs> that deal mm-hmm. is insanity. Mm-hmm. Cause he still, that's why he can re-release these shoes, just change the color or whatever like that. Because he's making, he don't even, he's making money with them selling them shoes in his sleep, y'all. He the fact that he you was able to come that's insane. When they made the deal with him, they they gave they only anticipated. I think they said the first year of his shoes only selling like four million, um, making like four million dollars or something. The first year of the the Air Jordan made like a hundred and fifty six million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I don't think y'all understand how crazy that is, and like how they literally. That's why I'm just like, Michael Jordan is really the reason why we have like, I think really one of the reasons why we have a Nike, a Nike mm-hmm. to this standard to this day and how they've kind of. Nike was number five in shoemakers, I believe, at the time that before the Jordan came out. That was across all shoe types. And at the time that the Jordan was about to get created, the only shoes that were actually making the money were running shoes because Chris, what was it? Um, the Jenner, Bruce Jenner, as mm-hmm. he, he, she was known then, um, was popular because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason Nike was making money. They were literally at a point where they were they were even trying to figure out if they were going to keep the doors open. No, so, no, that's, 
that's wild. That the fact that he just kind of like, oh, I just can't get over it. I need to watch it, and I'm going to watch it. Just what I've heard so far, I just cannot wrap my head around the fact that Michael Jordan is partly one of the reasons why Nike is still here today, and mm-hmm. also like. Ugh. He's the reason that the people get the types of deals that they get now. He's the yes. reason that people have their own shoes because mm-hmm. even before him, uh, was it Magic Johnson and um, what's the white guy that played for the Celtics, Larry Bird? Mm-hmm. They had shoe deals with Converse, but the shoe deals with Converse was they were just wearing the shoes. They were just spokespeople for the shoes, really. And they're the um, the Jordan is the reason why they can actually wear different colors now and put more color up there. Because I believe then they said that it was like you couldn't have more than 50 percent of the shoe be a color that wasn't white. Mm. So it didn't matter your design. You couldn't do that. And the, the first pair of Jordans, they actually had it predominantly red because he was playing for the Bulls. So it was a lot of red. And Nike, as a part of the deal, paid for Michael Jordan's fines just so that he can keep wearing them to help build even more buzz around the shoes. The whole thing is insane. How it, it, yeah, it was crazy. And I just think about it right now how difficult it is to get a Jordan one. Mm -hmm. And how they only do releases and set out a limited number. Nike, you wrong for that. You're wrong for that, but that, right. anyways, it's hard. It's hard to get the Jordans. Period. No matter what number they release, it don't matter. It's really hard to get them because they only release a certain amount. Well, I say it's really hard to get them in North Carolina because when I went to Las Vegas, I had no issues getting my dunks that are, are impossible to find here. So, but I digress. To connect it back to Iron Man, I think that this was kind of like yes, they had done other films. Right. But I think they were taking a chance on kind of like, let's kind of make this kind of connected. Let's kind of build the MCU. And they built it around Iron Man, which is why it was kind of poetic in a way that um, at the end of that phase, that Robert Downey Jr. was the one to go. They killed him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he was the, the first one to start it. And I just think that. They took a chance and it paid off because look where we're at now. I can't tell you watching Iron Man that I thought that we would be here right now. First of all, doing this podcast. And secondly, Mm -hmm. with all these films that are connected and this world building that they've done, I don't think that we would. I I couldn't say that we would have been here. I don't think that anyone ever felt like they could be this ambitious and do something like this. Mm-hmm. Like this is incredibly ambitious. We had never had anything like this before, where someone right. created a world over this amount of movies. It is just—it's insane. It's insane, and it's all thanks to Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Easily some of the best. Actually, Phase Four—I mean, Phase One casting was damn near perfection. Yes. Like every door, Chris Evans, everybody was literally perfect. Tom Hiddleston as Loki, perfection. Like they, they did not miss in phase one at all. Like they didn't. Unreal. 
unreal. I mean, granted, I don't think their casting has been bad since then, really, either, outside of Aquafina. Like, no one. You're not going to be in that character. Film. didn't even have to exist, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, going to be in that film. So, but anyway. Side note, I did not realize she was going to be the the bird and the Still, little mermaid. Like, why does mm-hmm. why does Disney keep hiring her for stuff? I mean, well, we don't have to see her. We just want to hear her voice. I wonder if she's going to have her black scent that day. Yeah, I mean, that she never wants to talk about. Right. What's that about? Because they called her out about it. They chewed her alive somewhere, and she's been like not trying to talk about it. Their biggest thing was like, if you were talking like that, talk like that all the time. Clearly, it's it's an act for you because this is not your regular voice. So, trash, trashy, trash. Um, let's see. Last thing, Guardians of the Galaxy became the lowest rated movie in franchise on Rotten Tomatoes. So it says uh, volume three has an 80% critic approval rating, put it in a tie with the first Avenger for the 19th highest rating in movie history for MCU. This seems weird because literally everything that I've heard about this film has been stellar. That's why I don't know if I trust the critics anymore. I don't think, I honestly don't think, I think at this point, the conspiracy theories are right that they are trying to get the comic book films to die. Mm -hmm. So they're giving these back. Because to me, to have such a big disparity between what people are saying, the early watchers are saying, and then have the critics be like, poo-poo, I don't know if I trust it. Somebody lying. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think it's the critics. Either that, or the critics are of a particular age, and this is just not something that is, you know, that they like. So of course they're going to rate it low. I don't know, but I don't know if I believe it. Mm-hmm. Critics, they don't want. This is actually one of the few movies I'm really, really anticipating. I just don't believe that. I feel like a lot of critics have gotten to a point where they. Instead of saying what they actually feel, they say things that they know are going to cause people to talk. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just seems I, I can't say that all of Marvel's offerings have been top tier, um, but it's it's very evident that it's something going on for these numbers to be so low sometimes. And like you saying, critics are rating it low, but audiences loving stuff. So. I don't get it. Why are we trying to sabotage our movie-going experiences? Right. Upsets me and my homegirls. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I have for blurdy news. I guess we can get into this book. Um, what were your thoughts on chapters five through eight? I thought it was picking up, but then it just kind of it just kind of. I'm I'm hoping that the way things ended in chapter eight, that we're actually about to start getting to the real conflict of the story. Because right now it's not giving that. I am enjoying hearing them talk more about um, Leia training 
to use the force and mm-hmm. you know seeing that she's actually able to do some things since we didn't really see anything in the actual trilogy the original trilogy so i mean i guess that was cool um that is cool i like that they um that we're kind of seeing thrawn kind of setting these traps mm-hmm. for them um i think that's kind of cool I do think it's kind of cool because I remember Luke feeling some type of way about being in the movies when he's telling Ray about why he's trying to take him up out of there. And in the book, it's apparent that he's been feeling uneasy about these pregnancy, the pregnancy since the beginning. Um, it's being weird about not trying to like kind of to like set layoff or anything like that. But he's like, you get, they talk about it or he talks about it. Some of his thoughts is like, he's getting a bad feeling about these babies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting because then we get Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. <laughs> who feels the, yeah. the pool good, but chose to be bad. I don't understand him, but. Well, all right. Do you believe that this is worth us continuing into this story with, like, I mean, learning and reading? We in it. Trying to I hope it's going to get better. Let's give it. I four mean, more I do chapters. think that it's starting to give. I think that it's starting to get to a point where you can tell that it's we're finally going to get there. But I don't know. I, I wish that more stuff was happening up until this point to kind of pique my interest a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it really hasn't. But I guess we'll keep going. So we're going to do chapters 9 through, what is that, 13? 9 through 13. I think I made it. Hold on. Hmm? I said, I think I read 9. Hold on. Where the book at? Here the book. Wait, no, I did read 9 too. 5 through 9. Yeah. Okay, so I'm on chapter 10. So it's 10 through 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so for other homework, we watched episode 12 of The Punisher, which is called Collision Course. Mm -hmm. And we watched episode seven of part two of season four of Titans. That's a lot to have to say to get to the point that, but that's where we were. What do you want to discuss first? We can talk about it. Okay. The the if you like. Okay, that works. That works. That works. So, what, what were your thoughts? Like, I, I do feel like if I knew it was going to end the way that it did, that we should have watched the first two episodes together. Yes. Because right when it ended, I was like, okay. It took a lot to stop. <laughs> It took a lot mm-hmm. to stop. Um, so, did this first episode meet your expectations for the wait that we had between parts? Like, because when it ends the way that it did, it's like, you better come back. You better come back hard. How do you feel like it? I was not expecting blood, um, Brother Blood and his eyebrowless mama mm-hmm. to be in. Um, what's the name of the city? Cullyville? Cullen, Cullen, what's the name? Cole's Folly. Cole's Folly. I wasn't expecting them to be there at the end. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. 
um, the lady um, that they went to go see to, to do the text, I was like, that lady on the spectrum. It's okay. I mm-hmm. can tell. Um, they called her. They called her eccentric. I was just like, she definitely got Asperger's, but that's neither here nor there. Also, you know what I'm hating? This is what's pissing me off. Because I know that the season is ending, this whole slow burn thing that they're doing with Corey and Dick is pissing me off. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, people who are familiar with the comics knows that at least for the moment that they're in game. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, why are we playing with this? And also, like, Dick be having all these opportunities to tell Corey how he feels, right? Like, mm-hmm. she know how she feels, and she... I'm not even going to say she thinks. She knows how he feels, but for some reason, he's not saying it. Like, he had a perfect opportunity in the hallway. Um, she was just like, homegirl just told you that I'm going to have to die to protect the universe. Well, not die. She said, gone as we know you. I think mm-hmm. it might be like a Phoenix type of situation. But it's like, it's like, he could have just been like, I love you, yada yada yada. We're gonna find another way, blah blah blah. And he is like he just don't want to face it, and he's pissing me off. Where where's Gar? Where was I? Where was Gar? Um, I I'm interested in that. Um, let me tell you something about. Tim. I really needed to watch the next episode. Like not saying that this this premiere was bad. It was just like you watched it and you can tell it came as a package deal. Yeah, and it was like, like you're getting there, you get to a point where like, oh shit, it's about to go down, and then it's like, ugh. but yeah. <sighs> this, I lost you for this, a second. I, I just keep, oh, you did. I think because when you came back, you were answering. I'm like, was he talking the whole time? I was. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. But, go ahead. Right. But. It does also make me feel bad that we're only going to be, we only have 12, well, from seven to 12 was five episodes, six episodes. Mm-hmm. Left. I'm pissed about it. Uh, it makes me wonder, like, are they going to be able to fit everything in? They, they like, don't have a choice. I think, like, and, I think, like, they've ended every season as if they're not coming back. And if they do come back, they'll just continue on where they left the previous season. That's how mm-hmm. it felt to me. Everything felt like it ended, tied it up real nicely. If they didn't come back, then it has been tied up. The same thing about last season, tied it up nicely. If they don't come back, I think the same thing is going to be happening this season. It's going to be tied up nicely, even though they're not coming back um, for real this time. But... um. At least I can tell they really knew they weren't coming back because the very last episode is called Titans Forever. Yep. And the episode tomorrow is going to be called Project Starfire. I think we're losing our girl. I hope not. I don't know. They can can kill off um, they can kill off Tim Drake. I'd be okay with that. Because I was thinking, I was thinking about this today in the shower. Um, I was thinking we don't really know why she's different. Why her Who? powers? 
Starfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. They haven't really gone into detail about why hers is like this. They mm-hmm. even mentioned it. They even mentioned it with old girl. She was just like, I thought your fire was supposed to be orange or something. And she said, I'm different or something. Because she called it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I wonder. They probably won't. Even though I hope that they will. I don't know if they'll, we'll get an answer to that. Maybe when she's about to die, we'll know why she's different. We'll find out why she's different. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Oh, also, what's up with Connor? I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I, so I really don't. Did I? I feel like I missed something because I'm just like, why did he decide to 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 be his, shave his head and lean into Lex? I I don't, I don't get it. Oh, I think that that was just because you know, I think he started doing that after Lex died. And I guess he was starting to see more and more of him in him. So he was trying to embrace that. But that's not but, him mm-hmm. either. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Too. And I think that's the point. It's trying to show how confused and lost he is. Because it's just like before he was, he wanted to meet Clark. He didn't get a chance to meet Clark. And he was kind of clean cut like, like Clark. Um, and then, like, it was like a total turnaround. He was trying to act like Lex. And I was just like, that's not you either. I think Connor just needs to find the middle ground. And I think that's what he's going to have to do. He's got to, one, he's, I think he's going to get to a point where he's embracing the fact that he is equal parts Clark and Lex. And right yeah. now, he's trying to be one of the other. When I think really all, all Connor needs to do, is I feel like all he needs to do is not lean into one or the other, you know, when he sees fit, but kind of like that. It's just like, I feel like you can be a combination of both of them. I think he Mm -hmm. can do the things that Clark may not be willing to do because, you know, he's a white nationalist. But, um, but, that like that he can do the things that Clark is not willing to do because you know Clark has a strong line, um, but also do it in a way that's kind of Lex Luthery, but not really like being ruthless, but being ruthless to a point that it doesn't just serve you. Mm-hmm. You're ruthless and that it helps people. All I'm is all I'm thinking of. So. I don't know. Oh, also, what I was saying before we got disconnected, I think we got disconnected. I was talking about Tim. They could have paired mm-hmm. him up with somebody better. I'm sorry. The chemistry just wasn't there. It's, it's never been there. And I think, honestly, I think that it's because Tim, the guy who, excuse me, <coughs> I don't think the guy who plays Tim, Drake, is gay. And mm. I don't, He's. I think he's struggling to truly act interested in something that he's not. Because it doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like they actually have chemistry. They don't. But do you feel like he would need to be gay to have that chemistry? No, but I feel like him not is just adding another barrier for someone who probably isn't comfortable doing it. Mm. Like, I mean, there's some people that be kissing dudes and they're straight. And I'm like, oh, I believe this. They're committed to the craft. Right. I'm not getting that from Tim. I'm not getting that he is 100% committed to 
being in this relationship or having this attraction. So it's just like, uh, cause like that whole them being door to door and, you know, oh, someone they finally opened the doors and I'm just get get it over with. Just but you know what? Nothing about y'all. Something I want to see. Y'all both barely here, skinny as y'all are. No, I'm just just down. you know outside of the the, the the lack of chemistry, right? And I'm going to speak to the chemistry right now. It's like Tim is younger than him, mm-hmm. right? And it just kind of seemed, and I don't know how much younger Tim is. When they introduced him, he felt young. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel really mature. Um, he felt like a kid. When he died, Meanwhile, he felt like this other guy has a whole job. Whole job, a whole career, particular about his, his gadgets and things. Like, I just, I, to me, the type of guy, I don't know, what's his name? Who Tim's little man, Bernard. His name is Bernard. Mm-hmm. Tim, you look like no Bernard. He don't. But it just seems like Bernard, because of the type of kid, like because of where he's at, he would date somebody that was kind of with where he's at. Like to me, mm-hmm. if I were him, and I'm 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 not, so I'm not gay, so I don't know, but to me it feels like I wouldn't want to be involved with somebody who's newly gay or newly kind of trying to figure it out. If I'm seasoned, if you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of gays don't want to have to feel like they have to go back to a state of their lives where it's probably terrible. it's almost like having to go back into a closet because you're learning things. This person is doing everything from the beginning, and you over here, like you said, very seasoned, been not new to this, true to this, and it's like, uh, do I want to have to go through all of that all over again? Right. No. Oh, no. To me, and then. The way that Tim was kind of acting, I was just like, he may like you, but like, he really got other shit going on. I mean, mm-hmm. trying to save the world, I think, maybe a little bit more important. The fact that he took it so personal, I was just like, read the room, sir. You right. work with Amy Clark Kent. Come on. Just a mess. A mess. That's right. Anyways. All right. The next episode is going to be called. Dick and Carol and Ted and Corey. Who's Carol? Is that Raven's name? And who's Ted? Who the hell is Ted? So, I guess we'll find out who those people are in this next episode. Corey. Lastly, The Punisher Collision Course. Um... What were your thoughts here? I saw your what you said about Dina not being able to fight. And, um, oh my god, girl! <laughs> it's like, I, did you even train? I hated the doctor. <laughs> when I tell you, I was glad her ass fell out that damn window. I'm glad. Why was I over here like, oh, so the war for the cheapest looking fall from a building goes to episode 12 of The Punisher season two? Because that little raggedy glass they had trying to float around her body. Was, was, this is not it, y'all. This was not it. I don't know how we got like far. Right. They made it seem like this fell from, from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Like, girl, she, she was going to hit the ground in a second. 
but whatever. I really but didn't that like fight that. was a struggle for me to watch. Like, girl, you trained. You went to like police academy, and they taught you self defense and all these things, and and you getting your ass whopped in this girl's house. It was disappointing. She should have beat her ass down, but I didn't. I, I took the fight for what it was. I mean, it is what it is, but you're right. She should have, there is no way that that doctor should have had the upper hand, but that doctor irritated mm-hmm. me so bad because it, it seemed like a lot of this stuff was out of jealousy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of a woman that could care less if you with her man and your man don't even remember being with her. Like why, why? As far as time, he's concerned, they have had nothing. Right. And I don't understand. I understand trying to get her over to get the information, which was trash. That's why I wanted her to die in the first place because I could not understand for the life. Of... I want some background on the doctor because she was hostile from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, she was hostile against mm-hmm. Madani, and I was just like, Madani is a victim. Mm-hmm. You treating her like she did something. I didn't get it. I still don't get her attitude. Why she wanted to be with crazy ass Billy Russo? I'll never understand. I don't get it. But I'm glad that mm-hmm. she's gone because she got on my damn nerves from the time her ass limped on screen to the time my ass fell out that damn window. Even dying, she got on my damn nerves. But I can't. I don't know because I I can't remember if it showed it at the end of the episode or if I stopped it just after the next episode started. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happened at the very end of that episode? Billy rushed to the building because he saw her. Okay, I couldn't remember if that was actually at the be- at the end of that episode or if it was at the beginning of the next because I mean, sometimes I'll just let it go and mm-hmm. then I forget and I have to stop it, but. Okay, yeah, I I can. I'm just imagining what's gonna happen <laughs> with Billy having seen her. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna kill her. We'll try. I know that yeah, I, I saw something, a clip of Madani talking to Frank on TikTok or somewhere, YouTube, Instagram, somewhere. So I know that she survives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Billy's gonna make it. We will find out. We will find out. Oh, oh and that Pilgrim? He was going in on them in that trailer. Like, that was a very intense fight. The fact that old girl shot him, you know what was wild to me? I was on the treadmill looking at his leg, and I, I couldn't figure I'm like, what the hell? Why did they show his leg? When they showed him plucking out the buckshot? I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I said, my God. I was just like, yeah, he really in here picking up the buckshot? Like, dude is... Amy, Ashley, Lauren, whatever the hell her damn name is, that girl mm-hmm. got some balls on her. She does. Ooh, that, that pilgrim is a... That pilgrim is a trip. He's just, he's so unhinged that it's just, it's so unpleasant to watch. Like you, he's someone that's 
so dangerous because he's so not all there. He like, like he's just not somebody you can sit back and expect that you know what they're going to do. He creeps me out. He's soft spoken. That's on purpose. See, that's why when he cornered Madani on the corner, I was like, you need to back the fuck up because you really like you really creeping me out. And he creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that Frank took the senator. Frank got some balls on him, too. Because the fact that he stole the senator, mm-hmm. even Charles was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I never see you again, Frank, it'll be too soon. He's tired. He is mm-hmm. tired. And I don't blame him. I, I mean, think I think that's be- why, what's it, what is it? Madani had that conversation with him. Basically, like, look, he's not a bad person. Like, you want him to be bad, and he's done bad things. But you see that he ain't just crazy. He didn't kill your ass. Right. <laughs> he could have killed about you. Fantastic Sams. Mm-hmm. 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 That's why he couldn't shoot him. <laughs> Uh-uh. I hate that you call him Fantastic Sam's. Well, he ought not get his hair cut there. Okay. <laughs> all, all I know is this. I know that Frank has a code. Right? Mm-hmm. And he will cross every single line if the person deserves it. Which mm-hmm. is why you root for him because the people are bad. And you don't root for Pilly like per people like Billy Russo. And I think that that's 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 just the difference. That's why I'm I'm always I'm always gonna be sad for Frank Castle. Cause he don't play about people. He don't play about people that are around him in his in his atmosphere. And if he loves you, he got your back no matter what, regardless. Which is why when he finally gets back in the face of Billy Russo, I don't, I don't think he'll be able to kill him. Mm-mm. I don't know, Let's maybe. We'll see. But... We will see. But next episode is the last episode of the series. It is called The Whirlwind. And I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm hoping it is a hell of a finale. It probably is. And I wonder if it was filmed to be a finale as if it wasn't going to come back for another season. Or is it going to end in a cliffhanger where we feel like something else got to happen? Guess we'll find out. Hey, I'm ready for him to come back to Disney. Plus. Mm-hmm. John Bernthal, mm-hmm. ready for you to come back. Reboot the Punisher. Oh. At this point, I'll watch anything this man does. Yes, but leave leave Karen out of it. Yeah, she leave can. Leave Karen say. out of it. Introduce some color into the series, please. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a black woman as his love interest, you know? He needs a hug. Bad. Real bad. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I'm trying to think, is there anything else we can we need to talk about before this is over? Um, I just want to go out here and say, um, Halle Bailey ate Met Gala. 
eight. Met Gala. Just amazing. That is, that is she's so gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous that girl. That is our Ariel. Mm-hmm. And then Disney released the official audio for the Party of World. Dovecast saw that there was a reprise. He said the black version. That's the black version. Um, Why? <laughs> but there's three of them. There's three different of versions up there. Are we going to get a gospel one, too? One of them is a black version, okay? Because let me tell you something. One thing about Lin Manuel Miranda, he loved the blacks. There's going to be a black version on this album, a soulful version, okay? Let me tell you something. When she hits that above, mm-hmm. whoo, I get emotional. There's a part where she says, I want to be with a... No, I want to know what the people know. When she said people know, she felt that. I said, oh, girl, I feel you too. Mm. I cannot wait. Ooh, that's a bad one. Ooh, she's bad. Also, Flounder looks just terrible in this movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. This Flounder looks terrible. These little weird eyes that they threw on uh, Sebastian, they don't look good either. These animal designs could have been better, but... Ariel, Hallie, she's my Ariel, and I am so my ready. Ariel, here on out. I'm so ready. Here on well, out. I don't think we have anything else. So if nothing else, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. You were waiting on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>